0: Hey guys,
1: before we dive into this episode, I want to mention show sponsor baby trend. Now I'm sure you've heard of this company. I use their snap and go heavily and I mean heavily, when my two little boys were babies and it saved me from having to lug around the heavy car seat everywhere. I would literally just snap the frame and put the car seat in. I'm here to tell you they've done a total brand revamp as of late and I'm excited to share that they're still offering you the best quality at the most affordable prices, but now they've upped their game even more, in particular with the Cover Me 4-in-1 convertible car seat. Now, this is unique in that it addresses the number 1 complaint experienced by mothers and that sun in the child's eyes. I mean, how many times have you been out during your quarantine walk and you've seen someone pushing a stroller and the child is just being blasted by the sun? Well, the Cover Me 4-in-1 Convertible Car Seat is here to stop that. Now, it does that with its innovative and patent-pending integrated canopy that offers high adjustability, ratcheting coverage, and side sun protection. That is key. So if you are in the market for a new car seat or anything baby-related, you know they've got you covered. Head on over to babytrend.com. You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you're here. As always, I feel like this is truly a worldwide family of mothers and women all coming together to learn and grow and just connect. And even though we might not see each other in person, I truly feel connected, and I hope that you do too. Um, just to the guests and to the community at large. Um, And this is is another special show. I feel like I say that with every episode, but I truly, truly mean it. And I'm speaking with the amazing Kate Baer. She's a bestselling author and poet. Her first book, What Kind of Woman, was a number one New York Times instant bestseller, and she's been featured in publications such as Harper's Bazaar, Vogue.com, and the Chicago Review. Now, in this wide-ranging conversation, we cover the importance of prioritizing time Time for self-care and creative pursuits, and why releasing fears of failure and criticism is actually the key to clearing the path to a life you truly love. Now, I love that Kate mentions in the, in the first part about talking about self-care and making time for self-care. It's something that we probably all hear every single day. She talks about the privilege that goes into that, how not every mother can afford to do that just because she's trying to earn money for, to support her family. And I think that's something that we don't touch on enough. So when she said that, it kind of felt like a lightning bolt moment. Um, And so I'm so grateful for her for bringing that to the forefront and so that we can all understand and kind of release the guilt of, you know, you you have to make time for self-care, you have to do this. Well, for some women, that's just not possible. So I think talking about it is important. Um, But we also, we go deeper than that. We talk about her story and how she went from a mommy blogger to a best-selling author and what that process was like. You know, so many times we think about people as becoming overnight successes, and that's of course not the case. And so, again, to hear that from someone who's living out. Um, a successful life in the life that she wants to live. She's she's literally leaving breadcrumbs for for all of us to pick up, to to follow, to gain inspiration from. So I I truly truly love this this episode as a writer, as a mother, um, and I'm sure that's why you're tuning in as well. You know, so I hope you get so much value out of this episode from her words. Um, if you do, please share it with a friend, and please 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 leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That does so much for the show. So I hope you. Enjoy this episode with poet Kate Bear. Well, hello, Kate. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here.
0: I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. I mean, your work is profound. It's beautiful. I mean, it touches so many people all over the world. But I'm curious, and I'm sure the audience is too. Take us through your origin story. How did you find your way to the page?
0: I have always been a writer, um, even. You know, through elementary school and middle school and high school, some really bad writing, of course, as you do some really moody, you know, seventh grade poetry was always in there. Um, yeah. So i it's kind of always been my thing. Um, I graduated um, from college with what I call a useless degree, but an English degree for sure. <laughs> um, you know, that that lands you a lot of secretary jobs um, post degree and that sort of thing. Um, but all the while I kept writing, um, and when I had children, I kept writing as well, um, during nap time and, uh, at the end of the day. And then, um, the more children I had, the more I felt like I needed to kind of take back my time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's when I started, um, to write a little bit more seriously. I wrote um, pieces for the Huffington Post. And I, I, did a bunch of freelance work and also started working on a few books. And so um, that, that is when the book stuff started happening.
1: Yeah. And how exciting too. I mean, and it leads perfectly into my next question is, did motherhood, do you feel, did that bring out the truth from you more clearly? Or for a lot of us, we feel like we're just in survival mode. Did it push away who you really are or the truth that you saw about life and yourself? Did it push that away or did it make it more clear?
0: I think both of those things happened for sure. I mean, there was a lot of myself that I felt disappeared and I I felt too kind of muddled to be creative and, and you know, espe- especially at certain times, um, late pregnancy or early early baby stages, I think that's pretty normal to feel so pushed to the limit physically and emotionally that it can be difficult to tap into some of that. Um, but it also all lent itself to being able to kind of peel back some of the layers of motherhood and womanhood um, and, and kind of be forced to face some of those things.
1: Yeah. What was it about you that was like, I'm having these children, life is busy, but I need this time for myself. Like you said, I needed to take this time for myself. What was that? Was it an inner child thing? Was it just this fierce spirit that you have? What was it?
0: I'm not sure. I I mean, I think it's changed over time a bit. Um you know, this, this conversation about taking time is really complicated because it does take privilege to take time. Um, and it's not like, (laughs) it's not like every woman can be like, actually, I'm going to take five hours to pursue a career that's not paying me. Um, so, you know, I think it's kind of a complicated conversation to talk about it like that. I don't want to come across as like, well, if you want to do it, just do it because Mm -hmm. I know it's more difficult than that. I, um, you know, I had to do a bunch of side jobs and and hustle projects to get money um, to help pay for childcare. My husband was working full-time and obviously some of his income helped with childcare, but it wasn't enough. And so that the logistics also had to be figured out. It wasn't just a like, well, now I don't need to feel guilty about being a mom and now I'm going to do this. It was also like a mix of logistical things, like who's going to care for the kids? How is that going to be paid for and, you know, how is that going to work? Because I don't know about you, but I, I feel like sometimes when I get a pocket of time that I'm like, I'm paying for it, now, now the, now the pressure is all the way up to make mm. the best of it. And okay, well now you have, you know, two hours today. And then my m- mind's like quickly write the best thing that you could write right <laughs> now, this is your only chance. Yeah. And so I had to kind of go through the motions of figuring out that's not how it works. Um, I needed to come up with a schedule where I had writing time very consistently. So there wasn't so much pressure on like, well, I'm figuring it out on this Tuesday. So I need to get it all figured out on this Tuesday. Um, and instead make it well, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for this amount of hours. I mean, that, that was a huge life-changing shift that, you know, I had to learn the hard way. I mean, that's kind of my personality to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to figure out one, how to schedule that time, how to pay for that time and how to, you know, stick to it. Um, so I think that was, that, that is really the conversation I think that often gets missed when it comes to how did you decide? Um, cause it's also logistics.
1: Oh, I love that you just said that because it's so true. And I think so many women feel guilty that they're not taking time for self-care, that they're not doing something that, that just makes them happy. So they just do it, you know, because they literally don't have enough time or resources to go and do that. So I love that you touched on that. And that was a very real answer. And that just goes back to like how your writing is. It's so raw sometimes. It's so real. It's surprising when you read some of your poetry. Has your style evolved into being a little avant-garde a little on the edge or was it always kind of that way you just needed to polish it as you became more professional
0: I think it's always been that way but yes it it I think it takes um practice to and I'm still learning this to get it polished to get it readable um but yeah I, I think that people are really hungry for real answers um and real portrayals of things. I think that's why the, the show Fleabag is so po- um, popular because you're seeing a real woman with a real face <laughs> and real, you know, not just a, a beautiful celebrity and, and the real parts of dating and motherhood or not motherhood and womanhood. And and for the same for other shows too. I don't know if you've ever seen Catastrophe, um, mm-hmm. that, that show too has become incredibly popular because here's a real portrayal of motherhood and breastfeeding and um, how difficult it is. And I think we get tired of the normal narratives of, of things, especially when it comes to women, motherhood, womanhood, friendship, marriage. And I do think there is a deep desire in people to see what's really happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're always curious about what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, I'll be driving through the neighborhood and some will have their blinds and I'm, and I'm looking in like, <laughs> oh, like what are they doing on, you know, 7 PM on a Tuesday? <laughs> like yeah, it's just yeah. it's a natural reaction. I get it. Yeah, and then when, sure. you can, when you can glimpse the truth, I think that that's so refreshing. And I know, I mean, I feel like that's why your work connects with so many people because it it's almost like our shoulders can kind of just drop. We feel seen, we feel heard. Do you ever Get scared to to put out something really honest and truthful out into the world. Are you afraid of the reaction it might receive?
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure, there's a vulnerability in sharing art. I think it's more about the art and the artistic value over the content. I mean, I'm I live my life in a very open book way. You can ask me anything. I can I'll talk about anything. I don't feel embarrassed easily content wise but absolutely there's definitely a deeper vulnerability when sharing art and I think that's pretty universal
1: yeah yeah it does take a lot of bravery to put yourself out there I think that's why even with you know the influx of influencers and things like that people who are are being really authentic it is still a rare thing nowadays yeah yeah well, I did pull the audience and ask if they had any questions for you, and we got a bunch. So I picked one of my favorites, and this is from Emily Gregoff. She says she notices the theme of freedom is prevalent in your work. What is your opinion on the theme of freedom, on the concept of freedom, especially as it relates to motherhood?
0: I mean, that that's such a layered question. I think it's so different <clears throat> for everyone, what that means, what is what it is in your life that's holding you back whether it's a relationship with food or a relationship with another person or a relationship with yourself and how you view your career or your body or your who you are and your purpose i i think it it really varies you know we all have things that are holding us back and um I'm just really interested in what that is for people and what the steps are to reclaiming reclaiming parts of yourself. Um, we only have this one life and these these span of years where, you know, that we have to to do something. and I I get so disappointed when I look back at myself, you know, even a few years ago and all the things that was holding me back, the things that I was, the, the, the messages I was telling myself, um, the time I was wasting, worrying about things that don't matter. And I, I don't wanna be disappointed with myself. I mean, that's also something I'm working on is it doesn't, it's okay. It's part of the journey and, and, and everybody struggles with this in some way. But I, what I'm interested in is um, continuing to free myself. And then, I mean, I hope others through my work Um, to take back the time they're wasting, you know, worrying about things that don't matter and, um, and stopping themselves from being who they want to be and who they actually are.
1: Yeah. What do you think it is? What do you think? Is it fear? Is it fear of being judged or fear of failure? What do you think holds most people back, especially women?
0: I I would say both of those things, absolutely fear of failure, just because we are set up in a way (laughs) that we're, we're going to fail. And so it's, it's really constrictive when the system has us set up to fail and then we just fear that. And so then we do nothing and Yeah. yeah, absolutely that. And definitely fear of being judged as well. Um, Yeah.
1: When you, when you had your article published for the Huffington post and it was like in there, it was official. You were like, okay, this is real. What did it feel like for you? I mean, obviously that's not a failure. That's a success.
0: For the Huffington post. Do you mean like when I wrote about motherhood? like
1: Yeah. 10 years ago? When, when oh. you started to like really, yeah. you know, become, I'm not a secretary anymore. Like I'm a writer. Like a real I tale. see. Sure.
0: Oh my gosh. It was so exciting. (laughs) I, I shortly after that got an agent and, um, that phone call was really exciting. I felt validated and I felt like, okay, the, these five, six years of just struggling and putting things out there weren't for nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really, really exciting. Yeah
1: yeah and for all of the the budding artists and writers out there who are tuning in, you know anxious to hear what words you have to share, what would you say to them? what what kept you going? what what systems did you put in place for yourself to to keep pushing to you know years in the in the making, really. Mm-hmm. This episode is sponsored by Public Goods. Public Goods is your one-stop shop for everything that you need for home and life. Now, it's completely online. You're not going to find a store out in your neighborhood, but that's kind of the beauty of it in 2021. I would rather have everything that I need delivered to my door when I need it at an amazing price. And the other cool thing about them is everything is in this minimalistic aesthetic. So it's black and white, very clean lines. Everything looks really good in your bathroom or your kitchen or your pantry, and you can feel good about the products that you're bringing into your home. Everything is heavily researched. A lot of the packaging is sustainable, it's biodegradable. They do a really good job at taking a more responsible stance um, towards the environment and towards quality. And of course, since you're a listener of the show, they're going to hook you up with a good deal. You get $15 off your first purchase if you go to publicgoods.com forward slash unstressed. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com forward slash
0: unstressed, or you can use unstressed at checkout. I think for me, the most important thing to remember was that nobody cares if i'm a writer like nobody else cares if i work on writing every day nobody else cares if i keep pushing and keep trying and keep getting rejected but then keep trying again anyway um for for me that was really important to remember that it's i'm the one who's controlling the outcome here it's not like I, I, there's no, I'm not waiting around for someone else to help me or to, to say, oh, should you be writing today? Or, or let me help you get these steps in place because nobody cares, which is kind of a harsh thing to say, but was important for me that when I I thought about how I'm the only one who can control this, um, it was just really helpful to just kind of reframe my, my writing schedule and and my mindset in that this is just for me. I, (laughs) I, I, I'm the only one here in this workspace. (laughs) I'm the president and the CEO and the treasurer and the secretary of my little writing incorporated. And so I need to hold my meetings here in my brain and say, this is what we need to do this week. And this is, this is what I want to do. This is where I, I think I want to, things I want to try. Here are the books that I need to read. Here's how I need to stay on task. Um, And I just think that's so important because, like I said, I have to really learn things the hard way. And for so long, I was just kind of waiting around. Um, I was writing, but I wasn't, I wasn't pushing. And, And by pushing, I don't mean, I don't mean trying to be the best all the time or, or making the, making my writing career the center of my life, because that's not going to work either. What I mean by that is taking control of the situation and realizing that I'm the only one who, who can make this happen.
1: Mm, I love that. Do you have siblings? I do. Okay. What, what is your birth order in the siblings? (laughs)
0: I'm the oldest and I have a little sister. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, that this makes more sense now. All right. So, I think I think your position in the birth order makes perfect sense, but I love what you just said because I think every single person listening can get value from that. We truly do run our lives no matter, you know, how big you want your life, how small you want your life, it's up to us. And when you and I hear that from you, like I get chills because it's so spot on and it's so true. And I think for so many people we put ourselves in these small little lives, you know, and we think that this is it for us and it's, it doesn't have
0: to be, it really doesn't. Oh my gosh. Do you love talking about birth order? I love talking about, what are you?
1: I am the third. So I, I got into it because, you know, I grew up in a raucous family, Marine Corps family all over the States. (laughs) And I was curious because we're so diametrically different, all of us. And yeah. when you look at the personality traits of the oldest and the, or if the only male or, you know, the youngest and then, you know, or an only child, I mean, it's, it, it's the scientifically, I mean, you could see it all over. It's not just anecdotal, like these key personality traits and the oldest are generally, I'm sure you already know this, but like leaders and they feel responsible for everyone and responsible <laughs> for others' feelings and, yeah. you know, a take charge mentality and so I get it I get why that would be attractive to you and just tell me natural. what's some
0: advice that you would have about for parenting a third I have four and mm-hmm. my third is feels like the middle yeah he feels like my middle child yeah is that is that is that true for you yeah I mean
1: because my brother we were both in the middle but he was the only boy so I was really like the middle girl I think for the middle, I mean, they they are protected in a way because they don't have the responsibility of the oldest, <laughs> right? And they're not the baby youngest, you know, getting babied. So in a way, he has a lot of freedom to really explore That's what true. he wants to do. Yeah. So encourage that. Like, <laughs> he wants to be an artist or he wants to be whatever. Like, just encourage that because they're looking for something to feel different, to feel special, yeah. you know, to yeah. feel admired in some way. So yeah,
0: yeah, I love that.
1: I didn't think we'd go that way, but I love it.
0: (laughs) I love that, yeah.
1: Um, Okay, so I do need to talk about your new book. I hope this finds you well. Uh, It's an interesting, fascinating take. Why was it important to bring something so dark and negative and kind of heinous and bring it to the light? What were you hoping to do with this book?
0: I guess I was... (laughs) to be honest, I did not set out to write this book. I, I did not expect to be talking about this this year. I mean, I just wrote another book. I know. (laughs) Um, and so it feels really soon. Um, yeah, I, it, it was like a party trick that became a book, um, is kind of how I see it. I was doing these erasure poems online and the response to them was so strong that my publisher wanted to have a whole book of them. And it was such a different experience to write that book. It was so much darker and more difficult. And I'm so glad it's over to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's really fun and and there are many parts of it that are lighthearted and I, I really do enjoy it sometimes taking something that like a troll says and reframing it to something that's beautiful there is a cathartic there are there is some catharsis in there um it's also it also can just be really hard um I I do hope people enjoy it though it seems it seems like you know, it really resonates, which just proves to me that there are a lot of people at odds with other people on the internet (laughs) and and people at odds with people they actually know as well. I mean, this has been such a polarizing time. And um, I just hope that this book can offer some levity and some light um, in between some kind of horrible lines. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's any book that is needed, it's that right now. I mean, especially after this past year. It's crazy to me, like, how how many close friends and family members now, like, are not speaking to each other just yeah. after the events of this year. And it's it's sad in a lot of ways, you know, that we've gotten to that point where, you know, our neighborhoods and communities are divided. And so, yeah, like putting something like this out where everyone can relate to it. Everyone's been criticized. If you've said anything online ever, I mean, you're going to have someone that says, well, I don't agree with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. So um, with everything that you have learned, you know, everything with being a mother, with being a writer, with being a human woman and trying to figure this life out and make it the best you can make it, what do you want the audience to remember from this talk?
0: I think, <laughs> I know I already said this, but just to remember that this is not a dress rehearsal for a different life. This is this is it, um, the good and the bad. It's not always going to be full of joy. Mary Oliver has a beautiful... Beautiful lines that say that joy and grief can exist in the same body and at the same time. Um, and I think that's just something that I try to remember and that I hope others do as well. That it's not what we're trying to um, reach here is not pure bliss and pure joy all the time, but the remembrance that both can happen and that while that's happening, this is it. This is life. This is all we have. Um, and to try to, um, you know, become free of the things that are holding us back and to, I don't know, just take a little look closer at the systems we have in place in our own lives. Um, and if they are helping or hurting us and others.
1: I love that. That's a beautiful answer. And I think it's true, you know, we live in this life every day. I feel like I yell every day. I laugh every day. I cry every day. Like, it's just, it's it's truly life is beautiful, you know, and, and you are able to express that so beautifully in your work. So thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Okay, so last one. Just finish this sentence. I believe.
0: <laughs> um, sure, I believe. Okay. Um, I believe that what we do is not what we are and if someone's listening to this and feels like they have not reached their dreams of being whatever a writer or an actor or a singer or the world's best welder um Mm -hmm. that's not who we are and to watch the movie soul that says it even more beautifully.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so where can our audience find you online and get all the books?
0: Sure, katebear.com is where you can get my books. And on all social media, I am Kate J. Bear.
1: Beautiful. Well, Kate, this was such a pleasure. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I can't wait to read the new book when it comes out. Um, and uh, just thank you for all the work that you're doing in the world. Of course.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This was great.
1: Hey guys, I am so excited to share that my new book, Motherhood Unstressed, is now available worldwide on Amazon, Kindle, and my website. And this was a book that I designed for every busy mama out there. It's filled with original quotes, poetry, guided meditations, and journaling opportunities, all as a way to bring you back to who you really are. You know, when you become a mother, life changes in innumerable ways. And I think that we all have that that sense of purpose and joy within us at all times. It just takes a little help sometimes getting back to that. And that's what this book is about. I want it to be a touchstone in your day so you can literally flip to a page, gain some insight, gain some inner knowing, gain some inner peace, and then go into your day and run it. And I so look forward to seeing where the book goes in the world Uh, if you do get it, please let me know. Please let me know what you think. And I just want to say thank you so much for reading. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it with a friend and be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can get the show out to more and more mothers all over the world.